Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in uh, Romans 10, and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for this day and for taking care of us. I thank you for the way you love us and the patience you have. I thank you that you don't give up on me, you don't give up on us, and you are very gracious and kind. So Father, I just pray as we read today that our hearts and our minds would be open, that our spirits would be open to your word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to talk to us and that it be your wisdom, your guidance, your understanding that we gain, that there be nothing from me and everything from you. So be with us, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So chapter 10, verse 1. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God. But their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they do not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not stay, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to that is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the Lord of the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Again I ask, Did Israel not understand? First Moses says, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But concerning Israel, he says, All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient, and obstinate people. So 
the Jews, Israel, is a very religious nation, but they're missing out on the righteousness of the law. They're missing out on the fulfillment of the law. They're missing out on Jesus. And for that, Paul is extremely saddened. But God holds out his arms to all of us. And all of us who turn and profess with our mouth, who believe in our heart and profess in our mouth, well, we're, we're saved, regardless if we're Jew or not. <clears throat> so, A.W. Tozer focuses on verse 8, where it says, But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message con- concerning faith that we proclaim. He writes, Faith is the least self-regarding of the virtues. It is, by its very nature, scarcely conscious of its own existence. Like the eye, which sees everything in front of it and never sees itself, faith is occupied with the object upon which it rests and pays no attention to itself at all. While we are looking at God, we do not see ourselves. Blessed riddance. The man who has struggled to purify himself and has had nothing but repeated failures will experience real relief when he stops tinkering with his soul and, and looks away to the perfect one. You know, that don't, that's a real good description of me. And that hit me very hard because in this journey back to God, I keep, keep thinking how I have to fix myself, how I have to quit swearing quit drinking, quit doing so many things, how I need to change, how I need to say the right things. But the reality is that's all inward focus. That's self-focused. And as A.W. Tozer says, I will continue to have repeated failures, but but will experience real relief when I stop tinkering with my soul and look away to the perfect one. The point of all of this, this road, is to look to God, look to Jesus, not look at myself and see, oh my gosh, you're a mess. You swear too much. You think evil thoughts. You drink too much. You need to change. The reality is, I need to look at God. And I'll tell you, I read this, read this, uh, last night. I think it was last night. Anyways, in my prayer time last night, it was much different when all I did was focus on God, focus on Jesus and what he does and who he is versus my shortcomings. Tozer goes on to write, while he looks at Christ, the very things he has so long been trying to do will be getting done within him. It will be God working in him to to will and to do. Again, quit looking at myself, look at God, and that's what he'll change me. Faith is not in itself a meritorious act. The merit is in the one to to whom toward whom it is directed. Blah, let me say that again. Faith is not itself a meritorious meritorious act. The merit is in the one toward whom it is directed. Faith is a redirecting of our sight, 
a getting out of the focus of our own vision and getting God into focus. Sin has twisted our vision inward and made it self-regarding. Unbelief has put self where God should be and is perilously, perilously close to the sin of Lucifer who said, I will set my throne above the throne of God. Faith looks out instead of in and the whole life falls into line. All this may seem too simple, but we have no apology to make. To those who seek, who would seek to climb into heaven after help or descend into hell, God says, the word is near you. That is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. The word induces us to lift up our eyes unto the Lord, and the blessed work of faith begins. I need to stop looking inside and start looking at God, looking upward, looking at Jesus, not my shortcomings, looking at God and seeing him, not me. I need to replace myself with him. And I thank God for Tozer for helping me to understand that. Anyways, with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you so much for today, and thank you for your word and those who help us understand it more completely. Thank you for the insights, and thank you for your Holy Spirit for guiding us, for sharing his wisdom, your wisdom with us. And Lord, I just pray for our family, our friends, our nation. I pray that we would honor you, that we would turn to you and bring you honor and glory. I thank you for so many ways that you've taken care of us and blessed us. And I thank you for your word and the blessing that it is and how you tell us if we want to bless others that we should say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And I accept that, Lord. I'm thankful for it, and I pray for all who are here and all who are within our hearts. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.